0: Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church. Well, the Bible reading is from Galatians chapter 6 and verses 11 to 18. See what large letters I use as I write to you in my own hand. Those who want to impress you by means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law, yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear in my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. Amen. Well, finally, we've got to the end of our series through the book of Galatians entitled Freedom in Jesus. And today we're looking at Galatians chapter 6 and verse 11 to 18, where Paul basically gives a summary of the whole letter. He writes in verse 11, see what large letters I use as I write to you with my own hand. In this last section of the letter, Paul actually writes himself. Up until this point, Paul has been dictating to a scribe. But now, in this final section, Paul takes the pen himself and writes the final section by himself, as was his custom. At the end of all of his letters, he would write the final greeting himself as a way of of verifying that it was actually him, that it was actually he he who was sending the letter and also as a way of making it a little bit more personal. Kind of imagine if you get this letter, this printed letter from a big company, but then right at the end, the person sending the letter actually takes a pen and signs it themselves and maybe even writes you a little personal greeting. Not only does that verify that the letter is actually from them, but it adds a personal touch. And Paul says, see what large letters I use. What large letters I use. Now, some have claimed that this was because Paul's handwriting was so untidy. It was so bad uh, because he wasn't a professional scribe. Others have said that it was because he had bad eyesight that he would use these large letters. And both of those theories are probably true. I can always imagine, I always imagine some archaeologist discovering this very, very, very old manuscript of the book of Galatians, but then discarding it as an inferior manuscript. I mean, look, this is clearly inferior. Look at the untidy handwriting at the end and, and discarding the original. But the reason Paul is using large letters isn't because he's got an untidy handwriting. It isn't because he's got bad eyesight. It's because he wants to emphasize the main points of this letter. You see, in this final section, he's not just giving them a personal greeting. No, no. He's going to be repeating the main points of his argument and he's going to be doing so with large letters with all caps in bold, underlined in italics for emphasis. And so I'm going to give you a, a very quick summary of, of the book of Galatians. Hopefully by now you will remember the context You will remember that Paul had planted a number of churches in Galatia, somewhere in in Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey. The significant thing about this church was that the majority of people within this church were Gentiles. They were not Jewish. However, when Paul left, some troublemakers... Some some troublemakers, some uh, Jewish believers, Jewish followers of Jesus from Jerusalem came all the way up to Galatia and told the Galatians that faith in Jesus was not enough. You also needed to obey the law of Moses, the Ten Commandments, and so on. Especially what's known as the works of the law, the, the, those laws that would show everyone else that you are Jewish. So you had to, you know, like the food laws, you had to eat kosher food. No more bacon and pork chops. But the most important one was circumcision. Every male had to be circumcised. Ouch. And so they had an equation. Faith in Jesus wasn't enough. It was faith in Jesus plus the works of the law equaled favor with God. And so when Paul finds out about this, he's furious. And so he writes this letter and he sends this letter. And in the first half of the letter, in the first section of the letter, he's arguing that the equation is not faith in Jesus plus the law. It's faith in Jesus plus nothing equals favor with god faith in jesus plus nothing equals favor with god then in the second sec or well, the, the last section he's answering this question if it's not jesus plus the law then what is going to stop people from merely doing whatever they please well, what's going to stop people from merely gratifying the cravings of the flesh? Surely, we need the law to direct us and lead us into right ethical behavior. And Paul's answer to that question is that we should not be a slave to the law, to the law of Moses or to any other law or legal code or list of rules. That's legalism. But nor should we be a slave to self, to the cravings of the flesh, to our selfish desires, to merely doing whatever we please. That's lawlessness. Rather, we need to be led by the Spirit. We need to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. And when we do that, it leads to freedom. It leads to freedom. It leads to love. The Holy Spirit will fill us, will come into our life. It will fill us with love. Love for other people. It will enable us to love others and to serve others humbly just as Jesus served us. That's the fruit of the Spirit. And love is the fulfillment of the law of Moses. Moses. There is no law against love. And that's why Paul uh, says in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, the only thing that counts is faith. Faith in Jesus expressing itself through love. And it's the Holy Spirit that enables us to do that. So in the first Section of the letter, he's arguing that the equation is Jesus plus nothing. Faith in Jesus plus nothing equals favor with God. And then in the last section, he's arguing that we're not led by the law, nor are we led by the cravings of the flesh, but we should be led by the Spirit. And the thing that links these two together, the thing that joins these two together, the thing that is absolutely central to the whole letter is the cross of Jesus. The cross of Jesus. The gospel. The good news. Absolutely central to the whole letter. What is the gospel? Well, as the Reformation slogan states, Christ alone, by grace alone, through faith alone. You see, Jesus died for our sins so we could be forgiven. Jesus paid the price in full. Therefore, there is nothing you need to do nor can do To earn God's forgiveness and God's acceptance and God's love. Because Jesus has already done it all. He's paid the price in full. Christ alone. And this is a free gift. It's free of charge. Grace alone. And the way we receive this free gift of salvation is by simply putting our faith, our trust in Jesus. Faith alone. That's the good news. God loves you. He died for you. There is nothing that you can do to earn this. You just need to receive it through faith. And when you do, God will fill you with His Holy Spirit. He will pour His Holy Spirit into you. And the Holy Spirit will come into you and transform you. And you will become a new creation. All because of the cross. Because of Jesus' death and because Jesus rose again to new life so that we can become a new creation. And so, Paul in this final section is emphasizing with large letters the centrality of the cross, the the central importance of the cross. It's all about the cross. And he says in verse 14, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. May I never. In fact, that's a bit of a weak translation. It literally says, may it never be. May I never, ever, ever, in under any circumstance, boast in anything at all except in the cross of Jesus. This is the most important, this is the most crucial thing to our faith. It's all about the cross. This is more important than the miracles of Jesus. This is more important than the teaching of Jesus. This is more important than the Sermon on the Mount. Now, the Sermon on the Mount is extremely important. It's the best ethical teaching you will ever find. But Paul doesn't say, may I never boast except in the Sermon on the Mount. No, he says, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's all about the cross. You see, we don't need a, a, a new teaching. Our greatest need is not for a better ethical teaching. Uh, 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 our greatest need is not for more education. Our greatest need is for a savior to die for us. You know, some people will say, you know, our, our greatest problem is a lack of education. If we could just educate everyone, then all our problems would be gone. It's simply not true. Education is incredibly important. It is extremely helpful. That's why the Sermon on the Mount is so important. But it's not our greatest problem. You see, at best, education at best will produce legalists. Someone who, who, who does all the right things, obeys all the rules, and, and outwardly looks good. Outwardly has the appearance of being nice. That's the best it can do. But we don't need to be nice, we need to be new. We We don't need outward transformation, we need, I mean, reformation. We need inner transformation. Because our greatest problem is our heart. And so we need a saviour who will die for us. Paul continues, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. When we boast in the cross, when we put our faith in the death of Jesus, we die. (laughs) We die. Did you see that? We die to the world, and the world dies. The world dies to us. Now, this doesn't mean that we literally die, nor does it mean that the cross kills the world, destroys the world, and the world's dead. Of course no. It means the world is dead to us, and we are dead to the world. Okay, so what does that mean? It means that there's nothing in the world that will faze you anymore. There will be nothing in the world that will control you or have power over you anymore. You won't find your self-worth and your self-esteem in anything that the world has to offer. You won't find your self-worth and your self-esteem in being popular or famous. In being rich and successful. In being beautiful and attractive. In being athletic and sporty. In being in the in crowd. In your ethnic identity or in your national identity. In in being Welsh or or whatever else the world has to offer because you would have died to all of that. How? How? How do we die to the world? Well, it's all got to do with this little word, boast. May I never boast. You see, if the world is controlling you or has influence over you in any way, it means that you are boasting in something other than the cross of Jesus. What does it mean to boast? It means that's the that's a scent of your personality. That's that's the thing where you where you get a sense of your self worth. That's the thing where you, you find your identity. And you need to have it in order to feel good about yourself. And if if you don't have it, or if someone's threatening to take it away, then all of a sudden you will feel extremely anxious or angry or even depressed. Because you're thinking to yourself, if I, if I don't have that, then, then who am I? I'm nothing without that. Because that's the thing you boast in. What were these troublemakers boasting in? These troublemakers from Jerusalem who were causing all the problems. What were they boasting in? Well, we read in verses 12 and 13. Those who want to impress people by the means of the flesh were trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law Yet, they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. So they were trying to compel the Galatians to be circumcised, to, to, to become Jewish by obeying all the laws of Moses. But why? What, what, what was their motivation? It, it wasn't because they had kept the law perfectly and completely. No, we see in verse 13, they clearly hadn't. In fact, no one has except Jesus. So what is their motivation? Well, firstly, we read that they wanted to impress people by means of the flesh. And flesh within that context is talking about human effort, about their own good works, their own religious works. And they they want to impress people. They want to show everyone, impress everyone, say, look at me. Look how good I am. Look how moral I am. Look how religious I am. That's what they were boasting in. They were boasting in their own good religious works. That's where they found their identity. Look how good and religious I am. Secondly, we read that they wanted to avoid being persecuted. They wanted to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Jesus. You see, the Jews were extremely proud of their national identity and their ethnic identity. Extremely proud. And therefore, the cross was an offense to them. Because the cross said, everyone, from every nationality from every ethnic group. It doesn't matter if you obey the law of Moses or if you don't obey the law of Moses. everyone is accepted equally through faith in Jesus. And that was an offense to the Jews. And so if there was any Jewish believer, Jewish follower of Jesus who would welcome a Gentile, a a non-Jew as a fellow believer, then the other Jews would persecute you. They would throw you out of synagogue. They would no longer associate with you. And unlike Paul, who is quite happy to be persecuted for the cross, we read in verse 17 how he has the marks of persecution on his body. Unlike Paul these troublemakers wanted to avoid being persecuted because they found their identity in being in the in crowd they were boasting about their about being jewish they were finding their identity in their national identity uh, in their national yeah identity in in their their religious identity that was their boast they were boasting about being jewish and then thirdly we read that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. They wanted to boast about the Galatians being circumcised. Why? Because it makes them look good. Look at all my followers. Look, I'm not only a, a religious in myself, but, but I've got all these people following me. I, I've got a successful ministry. Also, just by the side, it, it's very interesting how how a legalist is never ever happy just obeying all the rules for themselves. They're absolutely obsessed about getting other people to obey the rules as well. Because that validates them. And that commends their own good works. See, if you can get other people uh, to, to get circumcised and to be very religious, it just highlights the fact that you've already done all of that, that you're requiring them to do. And it makes you look good. And they were boasting in the fact that they had all these followers. Their boast, their pride was in the fact that they had a successful ministry. And Paul says, through the cross, I have died to all of that. I I have died to trying to find my self worth in my own good religious works, my accomplishments. I have died to trying to find my self-worth in being in the in crowd, to being accepted, to uh, finding my identity in in my national identity, my religious identity. I've died to all that. I've died to trying to find my success, my, my identity, my success, in being popular, in being successful. I've died to be trying to be famous. I've died to all of that because the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And if you find that the world is controlling you in any way, that means you are boasting in something besides the cross of Jesus. Are you boasting in anything besides the cross of Jesus? Are you, you know, is there something that you're looking at and you're saying, that I need that for my self-worth. I need that to save me. Well, if you are, can I suggest that you look at whatever it is and you say, you will never die for me. You will never save me. You will never make me beautiful. Only Jesus. Only the cross of Jesus. Now what's very interesting, when we boast in the cross, when we put our faith in the death of Jesus, and we, we die to the world, and the world dies to us, it doesn't end in annihilation. It ends in new creation. Just as Jesus' death doesn't end in annihilation, but in Him rising from the dead to new life. So when we put our faith and our trust, and we start boasting in the cross, It leads to new life, to new creation. Paul writes in verse 15, Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is new creation. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision. Neither obeying the law of Moses or not obeying the law of Moses means anything. You see, outward appearances are not important. So often we focus on things that aren't important. We make such a big deal about things that really don't count. The only thing that counts is new creation. And when we boast in the cross of Jesus, we don't become nice. We become new. There's a big difference between moral reformation and gospel transformation. You see, these troublemakers, these legalists were trying really, really, really hard to become better people, to become more moral. But at best, they would just become nice. That They would have the outward appearance of being nice. And sometimes, nice people are the hardest people to save because they think they're so nice. And we don't need to be nice. We need to be new. We don't just need the the outward appearance of being good. We need complete transformation from the inside out. We need a new heart. We need to become a new creation. And when we realize that God loves you, when you realize that God loves you so much that He died for you, That he was prepared to die on a cross for you simply because he loves you and he wants a relationship with you and he has a plan and a purpose for your life. When you truly realize that, when you truly grasp that, and when you put your faith in that love, then God will pour his Holy Spirit into your life and you will be filled with the Spirit and it will transform you from the inside out. He will pour his love into you and you will love God and love people, you'll become a new creation. And when we look at the cross, when we gaze upon the cross, and we realize that God did that for me, it asks us the question, if God did that for you, what will you do for him? And the answer has to be anything, anything. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. As we gaze upon your cross, your love, that you were prepared to empty yourself for us. Empty yourself of everything except love. Father, it melts our heart. It changes us from the inside out. And Father, we pray that you would pour your Holy Spirit into us afresh today. That you would pour your love into us that it would enable us to love you and to love others, to serve others humbly, just as Jesus loved us. Father, help us not to focus on the unimportant things, circumcision or uncircumcision. Help us to focus on what really counts, faith expressing itself through love, new creation. Father, won't you continually fill us with your Spirit? and bring greater transformation. Father, we want to ask for forgiveness when we've tried to find self-worth and value in things of the world, things that can never truly satisfy, things that will always let us down. Father, help us to realize that they will never die for us. They could never save us. They can never make us beautiful. Only you can. And we want to thank you for that and declare that we love you. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about Abergavenny Baptist Church, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.